Hampton Amount of Similar Podcast Special Edition show, the 2023-24 College Basketball Predictions. This is part four, and this is going to be the Big 12. So a very interesting league for sure. Um, so bigger league with um, new teams in it. And then obviously next year is going to be Monster with two big boys leaving with some Pac-12 cast-offs coming in. So that's another story for another day. So without further further ado, uh, 2023-24 Big 12 standing predictions. All right, in first place, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, they're the team to beat in this league. Hunter Dickerson comes over from uh, Michigan. Um, Kevin McClure Jr. is there. DeJuan Harris is still there. Bill Self is obviously the best coach in the country. So, um... There's a team to beat, no doubt about it. In second, I have the Texas Longhorns. I like this Texas team a lot. They are loaded. Max Abbas is back. Um, Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, um, Dylan Disu. So they have a really nice big four. Rodney Terry got the full-time gig, which he absolutely deserved. Um, coming in third, I have the Houston Cougars. Um, they come over from the AAC. Um, they had a fabulous year last year. But we'll see if the move to the Big 12 makes it a little bit more difficult for them. Um, Jamal Snead, LJ Cryer. Cryer, obviously a transfer from Baylor that comes over. And then she's a really good player as well. And Kelvin Sampson is one heck of a coach. Um, Coming in fourth, I have the Baylor Bears. They do lose Cryer. And they do lose um, Keontae George, which is a big deal. But um, they get Ray J. Davis as a transfer. Jacoby Walker's a good freshman coming in. And then Jalen Bridges is still there as well. Um, And Scott Drew is an outstanding coach. Fifth, I have TCU. Um, TCU is Emmanuel Miller, but they really don't have much else. Um, They do... Lose Mike Miles Jr. And they uh, do lose um, Damian Bogg. But they had a good year last year. We'll see if um, they're good again this year. Um, Kansas State, I have in sixth. Um, Tyler Perry, good transfer coming in. And Arthur Kaluma still there as well. Uh, Jerome Tang was awesome. In year one, um, they lose Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, which is um, a big deal. So I think there's a possibility that this program takes a step back. Is they were a three-seed a year ago. Um, seventh, I have West Virginia. Um, this program has a chance to be a dumpster fire this season, obviously, with... Uh, Bob Huggins leaving. Um, Josh Eilert is the uh, intern. Um, so that's not ideal. Um, they had a bad year last year um, in conference, and but they still made the tournament. They were a nine seed, for crying out loud. And now this team is just not very good. Um, like I said, uh, Jesse Edwards comes in. From Syracuse, and then they get a Kirk Carissa of Arizona. 
Um, so, yeah, this team, uh, who the hell knows? But I do think the transfers coming in are big deals for sure. Um, Iowa State, I have an eighth. Um, Iowa State, um, really, uh, was riding high and they kind of fell apart a little bit and they lost a pit in the tournament. TJ Otzelberger in year three. Um, they have some okay transfers coming in, which, um, is good. And, and some freshmen too. Um, Omaha Baloo is a good freshman they have coming in. Um, Ninth, I have Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech kind of has fallen from grace a little bit. Um, they were bad last year. Um, Mark Adams got fired, as we know. Um, it says that he resigned, but um, they really fired him. Um, Grant um, McCaslin is now their coach. He comes over from North Texas. Um they lose Kevin uh, Obner. They lose Elijah Fisher to DePaul. They lose a lot of other transfers as well. Um, True Steffi's coming in. He's a good um, freshman that they have. Um, tenth, Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State is another one of these random Big 12 teams. Um, Mike Boynton's in year seven, which is amazing. Um a lot of good young players coming in. Which is a big deal. Um, Bryce Thompson's still there. Um, he obviously uh, came over from Kansas. Um, they did lose a lot of transfers, which isn't very good. So maybe uh, this team... Could be better than expected with the with the uh the young talent coming in. Um, eleventh I have Oklahoma. Um, Porter Moser's in year three there. Um, they did not make the tournament last year. Um, they lose Grant Sherfield and Tanner Groves to the draft. They lost a lot of transfers, but they do get some transfers though. Um. They have some B-level um, recruits coming in, which is good. Coming in 12th, I have the BYU Cougars, newcomer to the conference. Um, Mark Pope's in year five. Um, they have some roster turnover going on as well. Um, 13th, I have Cincinnati, um, obviously newcomers to the conference or contenders in the American for a long time. Uh, Wes Miller in year three. They lose a lot of good, talented players. They have some good um, guards coming in there, recruits. Um, CJ Frederick, good transfer coming in for them. And in the cellar of UCF, um, UCF's clearly the worst team in this conference, in my opinion. Johnny Dawkins in year eight. Um, 
But they were in the NIT last year, which is uh, pretty good for them. But they were in the American. It's going to be harder to make the NIT in the Big 12, that's for sure. They lose Taylor Kendricks, which is a big deal. That's the biggest reason why they're in the NIT. Um, CJ Walker is a good player that they have on their roster still. He can carry them in some games. All right, so award player of the year. I'm going to go with Hunter Dickinson of Kansas. I think he is the best transfer player in the entire country. He's simply amazing, and I think he'll um, lead the way for Kansas. And we know Big's, uh, uh, Bill Self's history with big men. Um, Coach of the year, Rodney Terry of Texas. Um, I think that Rodney Terry is going to do an outstanding job this year. First full year on the job, a ton of pressure. And they gave him that extension. And then freshman of the year, Jacoby Walker of Baylor. Um, he's just um, somebody that I think is going to come in and make an instant impact for the Bears right away. Um, bold prediction for this conference. Um, I'm going to say that the Mountaineers of West Virginia overcome adversity and they make the tournament. Um, it'll be a barely. They'll be on the bubble. But they'll pick off some teams at home in Morgantown. Probably in conference play. And with um, the depth of this conference, especially at the top, maybe one or two big upset wins and they get in. Kind of like last year. But except without Bob Huggins. And that's also a, a huge Ewing theory in... Um, the Big 12 this year. We didn't even do Ewing Theory in the Big 10, but Hunter Dickinson's obviously one for Michigan if they are to be good. Um, all right, so tournament, I have Kansas, Texas, Houston, Baylor, TCU, Kansas State, and West Virginia. NIT, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and maybe BYU. I'm going to say BYU is right there, but BYU will be in the uh, the CIT or something like that. Um. Coach on the hottest seat. Um, this is a hard one. I mean, obviously, the default answer would be um, Elard at West Virginia because he's an intern. But I think they'll have a real coach um, potentially next year, even if they do make the tournament. But I genuinely believe that they have the talent to do it. Um so Ehlert's obvious. Um, I think Boynton at Oklahoma State is a good hot seat uh, coach. Maybe Mark Pope at BYU if they're not happy. Um, and the obvious one is Johnny Dawkins at UCF. He's been there a really long time now. Um, bounce back team in this conference. Um I mean, West Virginia, in a weird way, would make sense. Even though they did make the uh, tournament. Um, but that's a hard call for like a bounce-back team. I mean, could it be Oklahoma? Maybe. I could see a world where it's Oklahoma. Um, Baylor's good almost every year. Um... I mean, Kansas last season 
Um, lost in the second round. So on paper, in theory, Kansas recovering from their tournament loss, kind of in a bounce back, kind of like Purdue in a way. Like recovering from their second round tournament loss in that case. I think Kansas State takes a step back, but is still in the mix for the tournament. Obviously, BYU is going to take a step back, and so will UCF from their for their transition. I think Houston will be good, but I think there's a possibility that they underachieve a little bit this year because they are facing tougher competition. But we'll see with the Big 12, and now we'll do Futures. In that league, um, so Kansas is plus one seventy five. Houston's four to one. Texas is seven to one. TCU's plus seven fifty. Baylor's ten. Texas, Texas twelve. Kansas State's fifteen. Iowa State's twenty. BYU's thirty. Cincy's forty. Oklahoma State's fifty. West Virginia and Oklahoma are seventy five, and UCF is one hundred to one. Holy crap! Are they down on West Virginia? I don't think they're going to win the conference, but there's no way that BYU-Cincinnati should have better odds than them or shorter odds than them than win the conference. Um, but I think there's value on Kansas State at 15-1. They have some guys coming back from last year's team. Um, and they have Tyler Perry coming in as the transfer. So Kansas State's the value pick at 15-1. But I really love Texas at 7-1. I would bet on that, actually. They're low. So I'm going to say Texas 7-1 for like over 5-1, but double-digit odds. Kansas State 15-1 for sure. All right, I did talk about a little bit of Ewing Theory stuff with um, West Virginia without Bob Hoggins. Um, Baylor without Keontae. George is a good one. Um, Kansas without Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson. Um, Texas without Chris Beard is a good one from a good coach standpoint. Um, UCF without um, Taylor Hendricks would be absolutely insane. Um, Houston without Marcus Sasser and Jarris Walker obviously is the other one that you need to watch. Kansas State without Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. So there's a lot of good Ewing theory potential in the Big 12. So there you have it for the Big 12. Um, Next up will be the Pac-12.